0: everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Public Service, a podcast for law students interested in pursuing public service careers. Before we get started, I have to say, congrats to all the 1Ls. You're done with your first week of law school exams. Two more to go and you're on break, so keep it up. On top of exams, some of you have already started the interviewing process for summer jobs. Annie, Amanda, and I actually got together a few weeks ago and had a conversation about public service interviews. And we thought it'd be helpful to release a short snippet of that conversation today. In this particular clip, we are talking about two of the most dreaded types of interview questions. So let's just jump right into the conversation with Amanda's least favorite interview topic.
1: Tell me about your greatest weakness. Mm. Yeah, mwah, wah. I think most people (laughs) feel that this is their most dreaded uh, interview question, um, but it doesn't actually have to be that painful. What I tell students is to go back to their resume to come up with a greatest weakness. So how do you go about doing that? Read through your resume, read through every entry that you've put on there, read through every bullet, make sure that you can actually talk about every bullet on your resume. Mm -hmm. But what I would then do after reading through my resume, making sure I knew everything on it and could speak intelligently about everything on my resume is to consider something positive about the experience and then something that was more challenging or difficult. And then I bet out of that more difficult experience that you recall from that entry, you will come up with a greatest weakness. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Annie, do you have any examples? Not that people should copy other people's (laughs) greatest weaknesses, but do you have tips on like what good answers sometimes are for that question?
2: Yeah, I guess the most, I mean, it has to be honest, right? That's what makes it hard too. Everyone can pick up on the really fake one for instance you know i'm just such a perfectionist i just care too much you know i just work too hard which is true actually for some people to some extent so let's be honest but i think the other thing that is more important is that it has to be a weakness that you're you're working on in some way and you don't have to have conquered it but maybe maybe for instance you take on too much in your activities and so this semester you're really Estimating how much free time you have, you know, something like that. So I think that a greatest weakness has to be followed up with. Oh, and here's how I'm working on it. Definitely. What do you guys think?
1: Absolutely. When once you put out into the universe what your greatest weakness is, you definitely <laughs> want yeah, you definitely want to talk about how you're working on it. Um, and it was a lesson for you.
0: And I think the other thing is that you don't need to be too honest. So if your greatest weakness is you're a bad writer, <laughs> yeah. you might want to leave that one at home. Yeah. Right, because right. there are certain things that are a necessity for <laughs> your job. And if you feel like you're a bad writer, you'll get better over the summer. I
2: think the reason why employers ask this is not because they want to hear, like, oh, I'm procrastinating. I'm a perfectionist, because they hear that a lot. It's more to see, like, how are you going to handle a difficult question, you know? How are you going to be reflective about your own you know, your own weaknesses and strengths. And so I think that level of self-awareness and your ability to articulate something difficult like that is actually what people are interested in. At least that's what, that's how I felt when I was doing interviews. I didn't really care what the greatest weakness was. I just wanted to see how they'd talk about it. Right.
0: Exactly. And so I think what Amanda's talking about doing, though, going through your resume and looking at each bullet carefully, it also is really helpful for my least favorite type of question. And I truly despise getting these questions, which are behavioral questions. Uh And so, Annie, can you give an example of a behavioral question?
2: Tell me about a conflict that you had with a coworker or a student leader.
0: Oh, God. How, right. did, you overcome how it? did you overcome it? What exactly. was the result? <laughs> I think the problem with the way a lot of people's instincts are to answer this question, I think it goes back to people not wanting to talk too much about themselves. Mm. So a lot of times when they get a behavioral question, "Tell me about a challenge that you had at a job and how you overcame it," they talk a lot about. You know, well, I was working at this particular organization, and at this organization, this is the kind of work they do, and this is the kind of problem that I saw, and here's how that problem is really hard, and this was the result of it. And (laughs) they don't really talk about themselves and sort of emphasize the things that they did to Mm -hmm. to solve the problem or to, you know, solve the conflict or display leadership, and so. Even though it's really cheesy, we have a method that we talk about called the STAR method. What does STAR stand for, like? Exactly. Tell us. <laughs> so, it's situation, task, action, result. And so, essentially when you're answering these types of questions, what you really want to focus on is the action, which is what you actually did. So, setting up the situation, which would be like talking about what kind of place you were working at, and setting up the task, which is the problem at hand, should really only take four or five sentences total. So of the star, the stuff should be really short. And the action should be the vast majority of your answer. Because when employers are asking you this, they aren't really that interested in the problem that you were facing. They're interested in how you overcome it and the type of, per- the type of employee you're going to be. So you really want to focus on that action. And then in a sentence or two, you want to remember to wrap it up with what the end result is. And so a lot of times I'll have people do a great job with the STA part and then they leave me hanging on the action, I mean on the result. And you yeah. know, I don't get to hear the right. either great result right. that that it ended up being or it's okay if the result was bad. And in some ways sometimes those answers are even more entertaining. So it can show that, you know, you're used to doing really hard work and not getting the result that you were looking for, because that's what a lot of life is. Yeah. <laughs> blum, blum. Right.
1: I think it's also really important for the action piece, tell me what you think, is, is to make sure you highlight the role that you played. Mm, right. I'll often find students who talk about the, this conflict or a challenge that they had, and then they sort of conclude with, and We resolved it or it got resolved and they don't sort of insert themselves into the problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the employer doesn't really ever get to see What the person did to get things done and to make things either better or or not But what their Mm -hmm. role was so Mm -hmm. make sure to to be a part of the story.
0: Exactly This is your time to be selfish and take credit (laughs) for like what you actually accomplished um, and once again, going through your resume and, and carefully analyzing it will help you come up with these narratives for that answer.
2: I mean, sometimes it can feel really small, but a lot of times the most revealing parts of behavioral answers that I hear from students are little things like, oh, I decided I would talk with the co president one on one first. I knew that it was kind of a sticky issue, so I talked with them and I explained where I was coming from and then we both came to an agreement about how best to proceed and then we went and talked to the committee, or whatever the example was. So it may feel small, but the way you explain how you broke down the problem can actually speak volumes about how you'd handle situations in the workplace. Because in a way, like all of these questions are meta-questions and they're not, they don't really care what you really did in life. It's that they want to know how you reflect on it now and how you'd act in the future.
0: That's a really good point. It's sort of like when you were in middle school and you're in math class, and you have to show your work. Yeah. <laughs> like Which you, I hated. Exactly. So even if you get the answer wrong, yeah. like the end result of your math question, you get credit for showing your work. And that's what these are. You really have to be willing to yes. show that work throughout the process. Right. So that's it for today's clip. Don't forget to reach out to us anytime if you want to do a mock interview or just think through any particular types of interview questions. We're around next week, but we'll also be around as a resource throughout your break, too. So good luck with the rest of your exams and don't be a stranger.